0: You're listening to The Desperation Podcast. Join us this week as we honor our senior graduates with special guest speaker, Victor Mendoza.
1: Wow, thank you guys, thank you. I was not expecting that. That was so helpful because that shaves off like a few minutes of just introducing myself. I'm Victor. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm not Charles Bobo. I'm not Tim Shepard. I'm not Mateo. I know some of you are like, Mateo's not- Oh, oh, that's not Mateo. That's not Mateo. No, this is Victor. Hi. I look a lot. Like them. Hey, before I get started, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to share a word with with you guys, but even with all of you, just just a word that I believe the Lord has put on my heart. But there's something I need to do before that. Um, How many of you guys know that you have an incredible team who works hard and diligently for you guys? And Pastor Abe, and Pastor David, I'm going to call him Pastor Nikki as well. So, you three, would you mind standing up just real quick for me? Pastor Abe, Pastor Nikki, and Pastor Dave. Thank you guys so much. Okay. I heard you guys cheer for me. I need, we, I need us to double that for these two. No, stay standing. We're going to honor you guys. Come on. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for what you do. It's eternal. It's eternal. That's awesome. Okay, and one more, one more group of people that need to be acknowledged, and we probably fail to do this a lot of times. Um, But if you are a volunteer here at DSM, you serve on the worship team, the greeting team, you set up, you tear down, whatever you do. If you're a volunteer, I need you to stand to your feet real quick. Where are my volunteers at? There we go. Come on, DSM. I know we can get louder. Let's go. Let's honor these
2: people. Yeah.
1: There we go. There we go. I love it. Just be honored tonight, guys. Thank you. The reason why these graduates are here is because you guys have been faithful in the hidden, in the unseen, in the prayer room, in the parents' room when you're like trying to explain why your kid's acting crazy. You guys have been faithful, faithful so thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. I'm so excited to share a word with you guys tonight, it's from Psalm 23, so I'm gonna jump right in because we don't have tons of time, so it's gonna be a quick word, so I need you guys to track with me. It's from Psalm 23 and I think that's a familiar psalm for most of us, so I'm gonna jump right into it. Can we pull up Psalm 23 real quick? So here's what I'm gonna do kinda, because I think a lot of us know this scripture, so I'm gonna read verse one, then y'all gonna read verse two. I'm gonna read verse three, y'all can read verse four, so parents, students, help me out, okay, here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He ma- I think we can get a little bit louder. Let's try this. He restores my soul, He leads me in right paths for His name's sake. Come on. <laughs> It's okay, there's grace. Not all of us have graduated high school yet. There's some of us who are like a few lines behind. That's okay. All right. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Real loud. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We make space for you. You're present here in this room, God. God, whether we know it or not, whether we felt your presence tonight or it's been months, years, our hearts are open. Our hearts are open tonight. Come and speak what you want to speak, Lord. God, I pray that the words that I speak would would fall away, but God, the words that you want to speak tonight to students, to parents, to graduates, God, I pray that they would sink in deep. May this place be good soil tonight. Soil that hears your word, not just hears it, but acts on it, that walks from it. We give you the glory. You're the big deal here, Jesus. You're the big deal here tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Come on, say it again. Say amen. Amen, amen. Well, hey, so, so here's, here's my thinking. Some of you are probably like, so why Psalm 23, right? I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to get, you know, your three keys to success or your five steps to successful transition or your seven mountains to climb to like do this. You're probably going to hear a lot of that in your graduations, right? You guys are going to hear a lot of life advice and all of those things are so important, you know. I know the mamas are going to be like, Okay. I need you to make sure you brush those teeth, you know, like when you go off to that college. Or, okay, make sure you iron your shirt before that job interview, like those kind of things. We're going to have a lot of those life advice, but the reason I chose a psalm for tonight is that I believe that the word of God lasts longer than the words of man. And I believe that that if we have a scripture that we can tether our hearts to and connect to, then whenever you guys go into, into Alabama, into the missions field, to a university, come on Jackie Carlson, wherever you guys are going... I believe that you guys can hold on to the word of God. It's going to last longer than anything I've ever said. Anything that Pastor David's ever said. Even your parents. And we love our parents. What you guys have said is valuable. But the word of God lasts forever. It stands forever. It's an anchor you can remember and and refer to. So let these words sink in deep, graduates. But parents, this is for you as well. In a time of transition, it's tough. It's difficult. I have an older brother who went to college a few years ago. And it it was difficult. There's a lot of transition. But we can hold on to the word of God. Students. I know where you're at, there's, there's times where we, it's, it's, it's difficult, that, that life is going in different directions, but we can hold on and anchor our lives in the word of God. So this word is for everybody tonight, I may say seniors a lot, but just know that this word is for everyone, so get your phones out, if you have a journal, a notebook, man, get ready to take some notes, we're going to jump into Psalm 23. You guys ready? Oh, come on, are you guys ready tonight? All right, this is youth group, we're going to have some fun tonight, we're going to have some fun, all right. So verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. DSM, I'm convinced that from this very first verse, this is an intentional picture of God. I'm convinced that in any season of our lives that we find ourselves in, how we view God is critical. And here's why. The way that we view God greatly affects the way that we walk. The way we view God is, is, is so important for the way that we walk. Here's what I mean by that. If we see God as this cruel, angry dictator that, that we're constantly afraid of, we're always going trying to live trying to do as much as we can to please him. Or if we see a God that maybe is, is distant or disengaged and doesn't really care what you do, man, you're going to do anything you want. Any temptation that comes your way, you're not going to care. Or maybe some of us can see God as a father, someone who loves us. Who cares for us? You see, A. W. Tozer says it best. He says, "What a man thinks about God is the most important thing about him. What a man thinks about God is the most important thing about him." And that's what I love about Psalm 23 is that it paints the picture of God as a shepherd. Now we don't have a lot of context of what shepherd maybe looks like in our culture, but 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 a shepherd is one who looks after his sheep. A shepherd is one who is involved and active in the lives of his sheep. He corrects them. He guides them. He protects them. And I'm here to tell us tonight that that the reason why I chose Psalm 23 is because I think some of us seniors and parents and students, we need to know tonight that the Lord is your shepherd. He's active and he's involved in your life. He knows where you're at. He sees you. And there's nothing that the enemy would love more than, than to get you in, in a place of doubt and says, okay, but if the Lord was distant, I mean, if the Lord was close to you, then why are you going through what you're going through right now? See, if, if, the, if the Lord was truly a shepherd and if he was who he says he is, then why are you going through this season or you have these questions or this thing is happening in your family? There's a reason why scripture describes God as a shepherd. And I, that's what I want us to walk away with. Even if you can't remember a word I say, if you're not taking notes, man, leave tonight with a visual. My God is a shepherd. He's involved. He's active. He's my defender. He's my protector. You see, I'm convinced that the two most powerful, the, the two most powerful things about a person is if they know God and if they know who they are. The two most dangerous people on planet earth know who their God is and they know who they are. Where did it all start? In Genesis, right? At the very beginning of time, the enemy comes and says, did God really say? He's not just attacking his words. He's attacking God's character. Is God really who he says he is? Can you really trust him? Can you really believe that that God has your best interests in mind? We see what happens. We see the fall. We see sin. It's when man forgets who their God is and they forget who they are. But what would it look like tonight for a group of young men and young women in this time of transition to say, you know what, I know who my God is. And I know who I am. Come on. Is that for somebody tonight? Come on. Come on. You guys with me still? Come on. We're going to go straight in. So, so that's verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. And I like what verse 2 says because it kind of defines our role a little bit. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside Still waters. There's two key words I want us to focus in on. It's He leads. He leads. Now, seniors, I'm going to be honest with you real quick. Um, I, I was right where you were three years ago and coming into college at, at Oral Roberts University. I think Juliana's heading there sometime. Come on. Can't wait to see you on campus, Juliana. But I, I came to ORU and, and I'm going to say one of the best things about going to college or even just moving on a little bit in life next season. Is some independence. Is anyone ready for a little bit of independence a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. I don't think we're all honest here. Because, I mean, you go into college, you can eat whatever you want. You can do laundry whenever you want or never, like, whenever you want kind of thing. (laughs) You can study when you want. You don't have to study whenever you want. I guarantee you should study. Uh, That would help a lot. But we're going to go into this season as we transition into more of adulthood, our greatest temptation is going to become being independent self-reliant but see that's that's almost incompatible with with the visual of god being our shepherd because you see we love the idea of jesus being our savior i love the idea that jesus washes away my sins and that i can be healed that i can be whole i love that part i love jesus as my savior usually the rub is that jesus is my lord oh Jesus is my Lord. And that's hard for us sometimes because we like the culture where I make my decisions, I do what I want to do. But the reason that the Father, the Lord, is described as our shepherd is because he leads us. He leads us. And we see it once again in Genesis 3 when, when the enemy says, did God really say that he's offering Adam and Eve a chance to be independent? If you eat of this fruit, the enemy said, if you eat of this fruit, you'll be like God. You'll know the knowledge of good and evil. And there's something in us. There's something deep within us. This, this sinful nature says, I want to be like God. I, I want to be Lord over my own life. But seniors, I'm here to tell you today, show me a life surrendered, and I'll show you a life that's fully free. Show me a life fully surrendered, and I'll show you a life that's fully free. If you don't believe me, look at the disciples. Okay, I think sometimes we romanticize scripture a little bit. I don't think we get the full context of what's going on. So, so imagine the scene with me real quick. So, so we got the disciples here chilling with the boat. I don't know what fishermen do. Does anyone know what fishermen do? They just kind of like fish, you know, casting the net, doing their thing. And then this guy named Jesus, they've never met this guy before, comes over and just says... You know, hey, come with me, I'm starting Christianity, like come with me, follow me, it's going to be awesome. He doesn't come over, and Jesus doesn't come over and say, hey, come with me, and we're going to start this thing called the church today. Like, do you want to come? Jesus literally comes over and says, follow me. And the disciples drop their net. Like, that's kind of weird. Like, that's me coming up to you. What's your name? Karis? Nice to meet you, Karis. I'm Victor. That would be like me coming up to Carson and being like, hey, come with me to Tulsa, Oklahoma for Oral Roberts University. Let's go. Like, no introduction, no idea what you're doing. It's just like, come follow me. That's crazy. That's crazy. But there was something about Jesus. There was something about Jesus that the disciples were able to drop and surrender everything and follow him. We're here today because disciples literally dropped their nets. Like, like the fact that there is a church building, the fact that we're here today studying the scripture, engaging in worship together as a body, is because just a few fishermen just said, Okay, okay, surrendering their nets, dropping their nets and following Jesus. Show me a life surrendered and I'll show you a life that's fully free, come on. All right, so verse three, let's go into verse three. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Verse three, he restores my soul and he leads me in right paths for his namesake. What I want us to focus in on this verse that our God leads us into paths of life. God's plan for you is always leading to life. And now some of y'all might be in here and be like, okay, that sounds really nice. That sounds really good. I love that you think God leads us into life. But what about this situation? Okay, what about this struggle right now? Okay, what about this thing that I can't reconcile about the Bible? Or Okay, what about that death in the family? Okay, what about that sickness that's, that's in my family right now? Okay, well, what about this situation? Or what about these finances that aren't coming in right now? What about that? What, how does that lead to life? How does God restore that? And I'm here to say today, I want us to go to, to verse 4. I want us to go to verse 4 real quick because I believe that it kind of addresses some of that. It says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. You see, in John 16, Jesus gives us two guarantees. The first one, he opens up, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. That's a Great guarantee to walk with since senior night. Are you guys just loving this? Like, isn't this great? You're going to walk with some trouble. Are you guys ready for that? So we walk with the guarantee that we have trouble. But the second guarantee we see in Psalm 23, the shepherd will be present. The shepherd will be present. Could it be that in God's pathway of leading us to restoration in life, could it be that the purpose of the valleys is to show the steadfast love presence and faithfulness of God could it be could it be that God has a purpose for the valley you see even if we look at the grand story of the gospel if we just took a step back out of our own lives and just look at God's work throughout history we see a God who made a perfect creation who who fell into sin because of the temptation of independence wanting to be lord over their own life so what does God do He continually delivers his people time and time again. The psalmist consistently says, the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. And so throughout the Old Testament, we see a God who continually reaches out to his people and they continually turn away. So what does he do? He sends Jesus, fully God, fully man, who comes on this earth, surrenders his life, lays it down. Then on the third day, he rises again from the dead. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. In the valleys, in the seasons of darkness that the people of Israel were going through, what did God do? He sent himself. The word became flesh. The shepherd was present. And I'm here to tell someone tonight that the shepherd is present with you right now. Parents, the Shepherds, the shepherd is present with you right now. For those of you who've been in a rough season, a dry season, the shepherd is with you right now. For those of you who haven't maybe felt his presence in a while or heard his voice, the shepherd is present. He's present. Seniors, as you go into missions, into universities, into the workforce, walk with the confidence knowing that yes, troubles are on the way but know that the shepherd will be present. Though you walk through the darkest of valleys, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear. You can walk in confidence because you know your God is with you. There's a reason the psalmist says he's the shepherd. It's because he's active. He's involved. He knows what you need. He knows where you're at. He knows where you're at. Going on to verse four, it says your rod and your staff they comfort me now. This imagery is a, is pretty important. So we might think it's like the same thing. It's like the big stick, right? So so there's the rod, and the rod was meant for correction so this is this is a little bit tough so so say like i'm the sheep and i'm kind of like getting away like cuz you know sheep can be kind of dumb sometimes which is like thanks a lot for comparing us to sheep lord like you're the shepherd i'm the dumb sheep thank you lord so and some of our grades like okay uh, so so this so this so the sheep is getting away right and the shepherd literally like takes the rod and like breaks the sheep's leg like i did i like researched this like the purpose of the rod was literally to break the sheep's leg now i'm not saying like the lord is waiting to break your leg he might he might if you're stubborn enough he might I, i'm just kidding so so the so, the sheep is getting away the the rod was literally meant to like break the leg, so I can like see the sheep doing that, and most of us stop right there. most of us stop right there like, oh my gosh, like the rod like strikes the like he breaks the leg, and like he 's done right like all he can do is like shoot for the rest of his life, right like the shepherd 's over here just like trying to shoot. <laughs> that was for you all right so 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 we have. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I told my little brother I was gonna do that, the sheep shooting. Okay, I can't, I can't shoot. But a lot of us stop right there. A lot of us stop at, oh my gosh, the rod breaks the lake. But did you know that the purpose of the staff was not only meant to guide, but to bring the sheep close? It was meant to bring the sheep close. The wayward sheep, the sheep that was running away, the, the, the staff was literally meant to bring the sheep close. I'm here to tell you guys, coming from experience, I appreciate what Pastor David said. It was amazing. It was so nice of you. I've tried to follow the Lord the best I can, but the reality is I've left DSM and I've messed up. I've done things that I regret. There's been things that I'm like, man, I wish I could have just like listened to my youth pastor. Man, my parents were right. My parents were right. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is crazy. I want, I'm not going to tell them that, but, like, I'll post about it on Twitter and sound really cool and really wise and just not quote my parents. Like, okay, y'all catching me there? <laughs> That's, that happens. Parents are like, I've seen that. I've seen that. But here's the reality. We're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. And in, there may be times where I just guarantee you the Lord is going to correct you. He's going to correct you. But isn't it amazing that the Lord loves us enough to correct us? Isn't it incredible that the shepherd, our God, loves us enough to correct us? And and the correcting isn't meant to, to break your leg and leave you there. No, but the shepherd pulls his sheep close. When God corrects you, it's meant to bring you in, to bring you close. He loves you, He's involved, He's active. He knows where you're at. Can I have the uh, the worship team come up? just going to wrap up here. And I know there hasn't been a lot of humor to this message. There hasn't been a lot of, oh, like your life advice and and your keys and all of that. That, That's not why I came here tonight. I came here tonight to draw your attention to the shepherd. I came to to bring you even just a step closer to have you have an encounter tonight with the shepherd. Seniors, it was, it was more than crazy hype worship moments or, or really funny sermons. Those, those things didn't get me through. Those things didn't pull me through. Or you, you know what pulled me through? What pulled me through this time of transition? It was following my shepherd. Keeping my eyes on the shepherd. Keep your eyes on him. Students that are here, I guarantee there's some of us walking through some difficult seasons, difficult times, some of us here are fighting depression, some of us here are fighting anxiety, some of us are fighting fear, keep your eye on the shepherd, he's present, he's involved, he's active. Parents and families, I hope I hope this word has meant something to you. Be encouraged even as your son or your daughter, your niece, your nephew, whatever your relation is. And take rest in knowing that your shepherd shepherd is present with these ones. He's got them. He knows what they need. He's involved. He's active. He cares. He loves us. You see, verse 5 talks about how the Lord prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies and he anoints our head with oil and our cup overflows. You see, this verse paints a picture of of the psalmist of David literally sitting at a table surrounded by enemies, people who want to see him fail. Yet for some reason, the psalmist paints a picture of David just sitting at a table in peace. Chaos all around him. People who want to see him fail. People who want to see him fall short. But David's just sitting here with a peace. It wasn't a piece in his abilities. It wasn't a piece of of his experience. David knew who his shepherd was. David knew his God was for him. That he knew him. He was involved. He was active. And then it ends up in verse six. This is what I wanna speak over the seniors tonight, as just someone who's just a few years older than you, of this I can guarantee you, in verse six it says, surely the goodness, the mercy, the love of the Lord will follow you all the days of your life. it will follow you. Contrary to popular belief, your salvation, God's love for you, it's not on you. It's not about how much you produce. It's not about how good you are, how smart you are, how much of a difference you make in the world. Now the psalmist says, surely the love, the goodness, and the mercy of God will follow you. Seniors, walk into the future knowing that his mercy, his love, and his goodness is going with you. Walk into your next season of life all stand up in this place. I believe the Lord just wants this to be a time of encounter, that you may not leave this place maybe super pumped, and I'm sorry if you were expecting a crazy fun hype super sermon, that's not why I came here tonight, I came to bring you into an encounter with a shepherd shepherd that's going to take you by the hand and say, Daniel, I've got you. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm going to lead you. Just follow me. Trust me. The shepherd that says, Bethany, I got you. I know what you need. I have plans for you. Come follow me. Plans to say, Graham, I see you. I know you. I've known you since the days of your youth. I created you. Come follow me. So I want tonight to be a night of surrender. I love what we were singing earlier, so powerful. All is for his glory. All is for his name. That in all things he might have the first place. There's nothing more vulnerable to say, put me anywhere. <laughs> I'd be careful next time you try to sing that. I'd be really careful if I were you. It's brought me into in places I didn't want to be. But what if tonight we didn't just sing if we meant it? God, you can literally put me anywhere just put your glory in me God will serve anywhere but just let me see your beauty, just let me see my shepherd, let me follow my shepherd seniors if that's you tonight if you want to say okay show me your life surrendered I'll be the life surrendered I'm just going to encourage you to come forward I'm just going to encourage you to come forward just right here we're just going to have a time to pray for you. If you're ready to surrender, yeah, come on up. Come on up. If that's you tonight. I just want to be surrendered. I just want to follow my shepherd tonight. He's the keeper of your days. Pastor Nikki and Pastor David and Pastor Aper can going to be praying for you. And parents, feel free as well to come up front and to lay hands on your students. You can pray for them. You can speak blessing over them as the pastoral covering just speaks and prays over you. My prayer, my blessing for you is know that your shepherd is present. Know that your shepherd sees you. He knows you. He's involved. He's active. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Come on, Pastor David.
2: Thank you, Victor. So if all the graduates you can kind of spread across the whole front of the span of the stage here. I love how parents are and friends and mentors and coaches and family members are already getting out of their seats because you want to lift up your graduates so you've made our job easier. You can turn me up just a little bit. So if you're wondering what they're doing, we want to invite you to come up. If you are a parent, part, you know, part of the, the inner circle of the graduate, come up. And we're going to just place hands on our graduates, and we're going to pray a blessing over them. And we want you to have the opportunity, most importantly, to also pray a blessing over your students. This is a beautiful, godly, biblical moment in which fathers and mothers speak blessings over their children. There's so many in our society, and our culture, that will never hear the words from their parents, I'm proud of you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I declare life and truth over you. Do that tonight. This is the night. If you haven't done that before, and if you have before, do it again. But before you do that, I want to have the opportunity, and the pastors want to have the opportunity to declare a blessing over your students. And so graduates, my prayer is Psalm 20. And so my prayer in the name of Jesus over you, and over your futures and over your future spouses and your children and the careers and the ministry callings that you'll be stepping into for the lives that will be touched as a result of your faithfulness and your obedience to walk and follow this good shepherd. My prayer over your life in Jesus' name is in times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May God grant your heart's desires and make all of your plans succeed and may we shout for joy when we hear of your victory graduates and we will raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all of your prayers and may he guide your paths and may your paths be straight and may they be clear and may you not look to the right nor to the left but keep your eyes on the good shepherd, the one who created you who has ordained your life before the world was even formed he knew you, and He has led you to this moment, and so if He's gotten you here, I am here to tell you as a trophy of God's grace, He has never let me down, and He's never going to let you down either, and I declare that over you and your life in Jesus' name.
3: So I've been praying for you this week, the Lord just really, um, in Acts chapter 13, It says, God testified concerning David. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, and he will do anything that I ask of him. So tonight, my prayer for you guys is just that 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 would be your heart, that God has looked and he's found somebody that's after his heart. And that you're going to seek Him, and it says later on in the chapter that David fulfilled God's purpose for him in his own generation. And I'm looking out at all of you and all the different callings that you have to to business, to family, to military, to ministry, and just saying you're going to you're going to do it. You're going to fulfill God's purpose, the thing that He had for you before you were born in your own generation. So right now, Father God, I just thank you that you are the shepherd that you have strengthened them with everything that they need. Lord God, that you've strengthened them with power through your spirit and their inner being so that you would always dwell in their hearts, that they would have the comprehension of how much you love them, that you've blessed them with every spiritual blessing. Lord God, that you have given them all of the tools that they need. Lord God, we just pray over their future. Lord God, that your path would be their path, that you would direct it, you would make it straight. Lord God, you would remove stumbling blocks. Lord God, that you would place provision where they're going, not where they're standing. Lord God, and give them the faith to pursue it. Jesus, that they would go after you with everything that they have. Lord God, that you would place people in their lives. Lord God, wherever they're going, that are going to build them up and encourage them in the faith. Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, that your word says that your goodness and your mercy pursue us all the days of their lives. Jesus, Lord God, that you just have so much for them, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, in those moments where they feel the farthest from you, in those moments where they can't remember how they started their faith journey or why they're still in it, Lord God, that you, good shepherd, would come to them in that space, Jesus. Lord God, that they would hear your voice, that they would experience your love again because your word says that your mercy and your goodness, they chase us down. God, and I just pray that there would never be a moment in their lives where they they don't feel the pursuit of God. That in their darkest moments, they would feel you chasing them. In Jesus' name.
0: So, as I was kind of thinking about, like, what do I want to tell you? What do I want to leave you with? I've been here with y'all for probably, like, a little bit over a year is when I came on. And, yeah, I've come to know a good chunk of y'all fairly well and sat in Bible studies with y'all, done random little road trips with (laughs) y'all, with Kogan, the whole team. And so, um, but one thing that I thought about is, like, it's just been a joy. It's been so delightful just spending every single segment with y'all, whether it's in a Bible study or whether we're laughing our faces off in my office, whatever that looks like. And so the Lord just put on my heart just to speak a simple verse over y'all. And it's, th- it's Psalm 37:4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so wherever you go from here, for some of y'all, like I said, you're going into the military. Some of y'all, you're going off to college. Some of y'all are taking a break. Some of y'all are going to go to corporate America. Some of y'all want to work in ministry full time. Wherever the Lord leads you, whatever is put in your path, wherever your path takes you, delight yourself in God. Delight yourself in the Lord because he sees your inner workings. He sees what your heart desires, and he will give it to you. It may not look like exactly how you think it would look, but he's going to give it to you, and he's going to bless you so much as long as you take delight in him. So I'd love to just pray over you all tonight before we continue. God, I thank you for every single one of these seniors. God, I thank you for the mentors the pastors and the leaders, the parents, the families, the siblings, everyone that has been a part of their lives. And God, as these seniors head out, as these graduates leave to this new season, God, I ask that they would not forget what they learned in this room, God, what they learned in your house, whether it was physically here or somewhere else, God, whatever they learned, Lord, would they hold on to that? Lord, would they retain that? And God, wherever their path leads them, God, would they turn to you? Would they take delight in you? And God, you know the things that they desire. God, you know the things that are not of this earth but are for your kingdom. God, you know what they long for. God, would you give it to them? And God, would you just bless them? Abundantly. And for the ones that poured into their lives, for those leaders, those mentors, the parents, everyone who has supported every single one of these graduates here, I ask that you would just bless them immensely for the hard work that they poured into every single one of these seniors. In Jesus' name, amen. Seniors, it has been a joy and an honor. I'm speaking on behalf of our entire team. It has been an incredible ride with you.